Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Picking up his treasury season two of the PAL 416. Dalit Ted Zion, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, a quick Mishnah, but always great Mishnahs in Perkeavas. Have a Zahir Batalmud, be meticulous in study. Shashikigas Talmud, Ola Zodon. For a careless misinterpretation is considered tantamount to willful transgression, so make sure to be careful in your studies. Rabbi Yehuda said the rabbi cited in Mishnah is usually Rabbi Yehuda bar Eli, a fourth-generation Tana who was one of Rabbi Kiva's students who rebuilt Torah study and Jewish life after the terrible persecution that followed the defeat of Bar Kokhba's revolt. The Romans respect Rabbi Yehuda because of his conciliatory attitude toward them, and this enabled him to win several concessions for his people, see Shabbos. While still a youngster in Lod, Rabbi Yehuda studied under Rabbi Tarfun from Megillah, and the Talmud lists many laws that he learned from him, see Avamas and Shabbos. His primary mentor, however, was Rabbi Akiva, and he authored the Torah's Kohanim from Sifri, the halachic medrash on Leviticus based on Rabbi Akiva's teachings. More than 600 halachos are quoted in the Mishnah in his name, only in Tractate Kenan does he not appear. The Tosefta is replete with his quotations, and he was prolific as well in matters of Agada with hundreds of citations in the Midrash. Due to his vast knowledge of customs, traditions, and historical precedents, he was the major speaker in all places, Rosh HaMedab and Bechol Makom, speaking first at communal and rabbinic conferences. Among his famous statements, man is recognized through his cup, his pocket, and his anger, kos, kiss, and kaas, meaning that a true person's true character can be ascertained by how he behaves when he drinks too much, how generous he is with his money, and how quick he is to anger. He also said the Jewish people are compared to sand and stars. When they fall spiritually, they descend to the sand, and when they rise, they rise to the stars. See Megillah. Famous first piety is the one meant when the Talmud speaks of a happening with a pious man in Bava Kama. Some say the man refers to Rav Yehuda ben Bava. He suffered poverty with grace. For a period of time, he and his wife shared one coat. Rami Shiba ben Gamliel became aware of his circumstances, he sent him a coat, which Rabbi Yehuda refused to accept, seen a dharm. The sages cited the praise of a God-fearing woman. She is praiseworthy from Proverbs, as referring to the generation of Rabbi Yehuda bar Eli, when six impoverished Torah scholars would cover, themse- cover themselves excuse me, with only one cloak and study Torah, an unprecedented level of dedication. See Sanhedrin, his disciples, including Rabbi Lazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, from Sota, Rabbi Yishmol, son of Rabbi Yossi, from Sukkah, and Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi from Shavuos. His son, Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda, was a prominent personality in the academy of Rabbi Yehuda Hanassim. So be meticulous in study. Addressing himself to Torah students, Rabbi Yehuda teaches that one must carefully analyze what he learns to be sure that he fully understands the ideas and their halachic ramifications from Rashi and Rab. According to Rav Yonah, this is a call for constant review. Since forgetfulness tends to make issues unclear, one should not rely on his initial understanding. Instead, he should review his studies until they are perfectly clear to him. Meiri views this mission as directed particularly toward those whose intellectual bent leads them to Hora'a, the practical application of halacha. One who assumes responsibility for ruling on questions of halacha must understand the law with pristine clarity and should have almost instant recall of the relevant sources. Only if his knowledge is 
carefully organized in his memory, will the appropriate section of the law be accessible to him so that he will be able to rule correctly? Medrash Shmuel and Tiferes Yisrael have a version which reads, Have Zahir Batalmud, be meticulous with a student. A teacher must be careful to convey his lessons in a fashion that allows no room for students to misunderstand him. For careless interpretation is considered tantamount to willful transgression. If one errs in his understanding and application of Torah laws, because of carelessness, his offense is not pardonable as an unwitting error. One who studies superficially is bound to make mistakes for which he is only himself to blame. He will be punished as if he deliberately transgressed since he should have studied carefully but did not. Rashi Rav Machsarvitri, a misinterpretation of Torah principles is judged so harshly only if it was due to the student's failure to apply himself according to his ability and earnest mistake is regarded as an unintentional error. Since error is common among humans, one must take this to heart and take precaution by reviewing what he has learned. Anyone who does not do so and sins because of incomplete study is regarded as negligent, boring, and willful. Poshe, a car of amazing, since he could have avoided the syndrome of Yonah. One who issues halakha decisions has a great responsibility not to be a stumbling block for his fellow man. If he wants to rule for others, he must toil at his studies until they are carefully organized in his mind. Anything less is considered willful sin. From Erie, according to Teferis, Israel, Medrash, well, the inadvertent sin of a student is considered a willful transgression on the part of the teacher if it resulted from a lack of clarity in the teacher's lessons. Alternatively, must, one, one must be careful in his understanding even when he is engaged only in theoretical study for ideas once entertained often become engraved in one's thought processes and may be applied later. One cannot justify imprecision in study by claiming that it is no consequence since it, in the realm of the practical it will indeed cause sin. And lastly, Tanin Ta'am Zikanim elaborates, one should never fantasize that ignorance is bliss and that not not studying serves as a legitimate excuse for his shortcomings. The Mishnah teaches that inadvertent sin, quote-unquote, due to ignorance, actually places one in double jeopardy, for he is liable not only for his lack of study, but for the sin itself. So make sure to study well, be careful, and not make mistakes so that you can know the matter, do the matter properly, and make sure to avoid all types of sin. Join us next time as we talk about the different crowns, three of them here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.